Welcome to this month's Greg Griffith Leadership Podcast. Join Greg Griffith as we together learn what it means to be leaders of our world as we faithfully love and faithfully lead. Like, share, rate, and review this podcast with your friends and others of influence for they too are looking for people like you to help them lead and love day to day. Without further ado, here is your host, Greg Griffith. Well, hello, leaders. It is good to be back. We've had a season of a break, and that break was just to get some things settled and ready, and now we are back, and you're going to see more and more. We're going to do a monthly leadership interview. That should launch in April, and I'm really excited about some of our guests that we'll have this year that we are going to learn from about faithfully leading and faithfully living out our love through Jesus. And then also, we're going to be launching a uh, every month as well a leadership interview with the same person, Julie Easley, who's the executive director at King of Kings Church in Omaha, where I also am the pastor. Her and I are going to be talking about leading from a visionary and then strategizing in management and how we go about doing that and working together. And I think that's going to be really powerful and learning as well. I did want to launch this one today uh, because I think it's important for us as leaders to be thinking about what is to come. And I know each and every one of us just just remembered the one-year anniversary of when our entire world stopped, right? The pandemic hit 12 months ago, and I think we're starting to see that, one, we have survived this, and we have gotten through it. I think we're also realizing that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I remember being just uh, reminded that every pandemic, from a global pandemic like COVID, the Spanish flu, the plague, to minor pandemics like the bird flu, like SARS, all take about 18 months to get through. And if that's the case, then we're going to come out of COVID around that September, October timeframe. But I think it's really important for us as we look through this and as we start to see that light at the end of the tunnel, I just want to share a few thoughts about some things as leaders, and specifically church leaders, some of the things that I think we need to have on our mindset as we go through this. Now, I don't want to cast any concerns or doubt or cast any, any just like really more heaviness, but I'll say this especially for church leaders. I think coming out of COVID might actually be the most difficult thing that you and I as church leaders work through. And here's why I, I say that, because I think going into it, there was really no choices. We had no choices. Our people had no choices. We lost all control. There was no choice to keep open or not open. There was no choice of where we worked from or where we didn't work from. We were just told this is the safest thing for you and others in this unknown certainty and time. Coming out, though, 
we know and have seen there is a lot of emotions. There's a lot of choices. And we're, we're going to be coming out of this in a way where people's emotions and their feelings and their thoughts are going to be guiding their comfort and their, their willingness to, to tolerate what we're doing. We're going to start seeing people vaccinated that are going to say, okay, I'm vaccinated. I feel better. I feel fine. I feel good. I'm ready to go back to a life that had some sort of normalcy and routine. There's discussions about will masks be permanent, not permanent? When will they be? What will it be like? Will we get rid of masks and never wear them again? Or do they become something that is a part of our, what have we learned from this and now a part of our rhythm and routine in flu season and other things? I think, I think as we look at this out of COVID, I think we're going to have to, especially as a church leader, I think we have to really manage our emotions. But more importantly, we also have to manage the emotions of others. And the only way to manage the emotions from others is two things. One, leaders, be comfortable with a, a, a tolerance of frustration. The decisions you make are going to be for everyone in your church, everyone in your community. And those decisions mean, since it's for everyone, some people are going to be frustrated Some people are going to be frustrated that you haven't said, we don't need masks at all anymore in church. Some people are going to be frustrated that we still wear masks and we're continuing to wait. Wherever you decide, there's going to be a level of frustration. And it's important for us as leaders to be comfortable with frustration. Number two, I think also as we lead and manage those emotions, it means that we lead and manage our own by leading from the middle. Right now, do a temperature check of where you're at with COVID. I guarantee you're somewhere on the spectrum, and it's probably not in the middle. You're probably still in a very cautious stage, not comfortable with restaurants, not comfortable in a stadium, not comfortable passing by a stranger without a mask, having a slight anxiety when you hear a cough or a sneeze. Or maybe you're on the other end of the spectrum where you're saying, I'm done. I want to get to a restaurant. I'm going on vacations. I'm traveling again, and my flight was full. You see, we ourselves are also on that spectrum And we cannot lead from where we're at. We have to lead from the middle, having empathy. And this is what sets us apart as good leaders, and I would say even Christian leaders. We recognize that people emotionally are in different places all over the world. And so we must lead with empathy, seeing both sides of the issues seeing everyone's emotions and realizing that different is not wrong. Different is not wrong. It's just different. And that that's okay. And, and leaders, here's the thing. I think that means sometimes we wait. Where I'm comfortable, I may need to wait to realize that everyone else isn't there. 
And where I'm uncomfortable, I may need to push myself to get to where more people are at in the middle. The other thing I want to talk about here today, too, is I want to talk about what's still coming as we come out of COVID. What's still coming for the church? And I think this is really important because I think I think we have to realize and see that what is still coming out of this is we're still going to have ups and downs. We're going to have throughout the world waves of of tolerance. We're going to have crop ups here or there of COVID and sickness. And we're going to have some of those uncertainties. We're going to continue to see social media um, revealing uh, and and also uh, showing things that are going to be emotionally uh, traumatic in the lives of others. We're going to still have polarization throughout our nation. And I think that will actually even grow to polarization throughout our world. We're going to see those things. It's still coming. And we still need to be ready to react. And here's one of the things that I think is important for us. Let's not give up what we've learned. Every single leader, every single business, every single church learned to pivot on a dime in a moment's notice. And you know, that's important, especially for the church, especially for our larger organizations. We need to hold on to that which is our values, our why we exist. But we need to be able to change and be flexible in what we do, right? And and how we do it. Your why should never change. And if your why is changing, then you're not the same organization that you've always been. But your how and your what those do change, those, those bend, those flex, those adapt. And so we've got to continue to be adaptable. And this leads us then into what has died in your organization? What are some things that you say, wow, this, this really, we just didn't need this. It stopped and, and gosh, that was freeing. Some churches maybe had eight, nine services on a weekend. Maybe they had a Monday night a Sunday night, a Saturday night. And maybe this is a time to realize we don't need all those nights. Maybe, maybe you realized all our boards didn't need to meet as much as they were meeting. And maybe you realized, gosh, we were able to accomplish on Zoom a meeting in one hour rather than three hours because we had to be more prepared for the video conference. Maybe maybe there were some things that that you realized, wow, this isn't this isn't this is dead and it's not coming back. I I know in our church tradition uh, passing the offering plate probably not coming back. I know as we looked and said what are all the things that we've been doing, some things have died and we just said, man, that that's not there. And here's the thing too then. So as we've seen what has died, what then has been born? What are some new innovations that have happened because of this? And as we come out of this, what has been birthed that we're now has new life that we're ready to watch and flourish and to grow? By the way, leaders, especially church leaders, don't ever forget it's harder to resurrect something than it is to give birth to something. 
It's harder to resurrect something than it is to give birth to something. So don't focus on how do you resurrect what was died, what has died. Instead, focus on what has been born that you want to continue to foster and help grow into something that reaches more people with your mission and your purpose. And what still has to change, right? I'm going to share with you a personal opinion that I have. Every 500 years, there is a reformation within the church, whether that be uh, the reformation that was uh, the printing press, whether that be the reformation of uh, buildings and cathedrals prior to the printing press. And so what is our reformation today? And here's something I want you to chew on. Is COVID what revealed and accelerated the reformation especially for the Western church, that we now realize that discipleship doesn't have to happen in a local church context, but that we can engage people with the good news of Jesus Christ in a new media with a new medium and a new fashion. That we can help people go to their water coolers easier and share a quick video, a quick snippet, an engagement. That we can hit kids at their homes. That it's not about trying to reclaim what was lost many, many decades ago. That, that we said, man, we've lost Sunday. Now there's sports and we're competing with everything of the world. That we're saying, we're not competing anymore. We don't need to compete. We'll meet you where you're at. And so, yeah, Thursday night worship maybe does work for you because it's online. Maybe we can engage with a church and, and a teaching with someone from Omaha who is now living in Seattle or someone from Maine and a church in Maine is now broadcasting and reaching people in Houston. You see, I think the Reformation is here that God has said it's not about local churches. It's about all global lives. And that, that the good news of Jesus Christ will spread to the ends of the earth in this new medium, with this new media, technology. Let us embrace it. Let us run with it. Just like the church 500 years ago embraced and ran with the printing press and bought, bought, brought Bibles into every single home. You see, I think what has been revealed and accelerated is God's preparing and scattering seed throughout the ends of the earth so that everyone will have a chance to hear. Everyone will have a chance to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. It's no longer just a local context. It's no longer driving people just to your church doors. But now the church doors are through social media, through YouTube, through Facebook, through video, through podcast. Yep, I think that when we look at coming out of COVID, there's going to be a lot for us to chew on. Leaders, I think we're going to have to be people who continue to, to look at where do we lead from the middle emotionally for those who we've been entrusted to care for. But I also think that this, as we come out of COVID into this valley, that we see a wonderful mountaintop experience. And to get to the top, to the summit, it's not easy. 
It's one step at a time, one day at a time, with our eye always on the prize of reaching that summit because we can't wait to see the view from up there. Leaders, blessings again next month. We are really excited about our interview uh, with this amazing woman of faith, Mary. And uh, you're going to learn from that. And also get ready for our launch of uh, vision and strategy of leadership, tools and techniques as you uh, build a team around vision, strategy, and implementation of wherever you are leading and wherever you're going. Thank you for being a part of this month's Greg Griffith Leadership Podcast. Join Greg next month for leadership insights to faithfully love and faithfully lead. Now go be terrific today.